Welcome to the Waterfowl East podcast. Today, we have the stars of Northeast Untamed, the TV show. Oof. Wesley Tebow. Matthew Wilson. And Ben Cummings. And today, we are going to dive in on a few more details of what this show is all about and where we're going. Very excited. I'm filled with exhilaration. Mm. Lots of people have been asking about so it. So much so I couldn't get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like we've teased it enough that people are like, what the heck is it? And then we just haven't shared anything. Yeah. Like we've been doing stuff behind the scenes and filming, but we've just like, hey, we're doing this thing. And then yeah. just shut ghosted up about everybody. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just which, ghosted. W- yeah. Which is, which is good because I mean, you know, too much of that and people get pissed. They're like, hmm. okay, when is this coming out? Like. Yeah, you know, and you don't want to give up too much, or they got no reason to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, and and a good example of that is uh, there's a country singer that's got a song coming out, and he's been like doing all these reels of him doing these cringy videos, singing the song like lip syncing the song, and all the comments are like, and I mean it might be a strategy, but the comments are like, okay, enough, like, <laughs> we're sick of the song, don't even bother bringing it out, mm-hmm. like everybody's tired of the song. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll start with what the basis of the show is. And the basis is, I guess we should talk about how this even came to be. Would be a good place to start. Sure, continue. You're on a roll. Yeah. So basically, Matt and I have been filming hunts, waterfowl hunts, for since 2011, I think we put out our first one. Yeah, that's when the channel started. Yeah, that's when the channel started. And We've always been filming just GoPro stuff, cell phone stuff, which is great. It's good content. You get to see, you get the gist of the hunt. And lately in the last couple of years, we've just been trying to think of ways we could pick up our, just pick it up a notch and make it a little bit better. and Up the game a little. Up the game, yeah. And just put out a few more. The plan was to put out a few more good quality videos. And that's where Mr. Ben Cummings comes into place. And... Obviously, he's a production company, and he's very good at filming and editing and putting out content. And he's also now taken into the lifestyle a bit himself, as of kind of this summer in the hunting aspect of things. And so, basically, that's that was the plan was he was going to come and start out this last fall and film a couple hunts and just see how it went. And it went really well, really, really well. And here we are. <laughs> So yeah. we've known each other, goodness. Yeah, we have. For probably as long as you've been doing the the show anyway. Yeah, definitely. And this really stemmed <laughs> from like my life in the last couple of years has changed so much. And, and I've wanted to, for those who don't know, I'm a uh, TV producer and host of the TV show Homegrown on Bell TV. And we've been journeying towards my wife and I a more self-sufficient lifestyle. We've been homesteading, which is basically a hobby farm, makes zero money, and we are trying to raise our own animals, uh, grow our own food as much as possible, and we're trying to get to a life where we can be self-sufficient for as cheaply as possible. So when I, um, we had a successful garden last year, and then over the fall, uh, as I was producing and finalizing season one of Homegrown, I approached the guys and I was like, hey, it's fall. I don't have anything else. Harvest is kind of over. How about we go try to harvest some animals? I had just gotten my uh, pal from 
being able to buy a gun. I rent as soon as I got it to the gun dealer, bought myself a little shotgun as cheap as I could find because I wanted one and a box of shells. And I was like, let's do this. And I had no idea what I was doing. Surely you'd only need one box of shells. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, ju I just didn't know, right? Like yeah. I had no training. This is not something that I even grew up doing. And um, I remember years ago, like my parents talking about how my grandfather had like guns in the roof or in the walls and stuff. But other than that, it was never something I think I had touched a gun once at a buddy's bachelor party. But other than that, mm. nothing. Uh, and we did skeet shooting. So I've never been hunting outside of this fall. I joined the guys on a waterfowl hunt of all things and it was a blast like it was so cool and we even produced a little short film that just went to uh, film festivals now and it is about that experience and feeling that and and realizing it and talking to the guys it's so much more than just the hunt I think so many people are either scared of or glorify the killing aspect of it but there's so much more to actually spending time with your buddies, going out and experiencing the hunt and experiencing the challenge of what it is. So this has come about. We filmed a couple of things and we were like, hey, we've got something here. Mm. Why don't we do some more? And well, it was we've got something here, but we don't know what at first. Yeah, and that is the thing, right? Yeah, and no, I mean, people love that sort of content. I mean, the, the shows that are on, like the History Channel. Like, I mean, look at the History Channel now. Look yeah. at Discovery Channel. Yeah. Like Deadliest Catch, Alone, all these outdoor-type shows. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as... I mean, look, the, you know, shows like Survivor, things like that are always going to be somewhat mm. popular. But, I mean... It's 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 real that people are interested in that outdoor it's lifestyle. Like a, yeah, lifestyle shows. Certainly, certainly, I would say too. Be, it was before COVID, but certainly through COVID, because because I mean, you check out the national parks and the states and stuff. They sold more passes for yeah. people to come in, more fishing, more hunting licenses <clears throat> were sold. Like people, people were like, "Well, we bored of sitting around the house. Like, let's go outside and do something." So yeah. all of this stuff, I think, is definitely on people's minds so for somebody like ben to kind of come into this be completely green and then you know say okay i'm i'm interested in this i've already kind of lived this lifestyle because i want to eat healthy and i want to do the right thing that way and i want to be more able so here we go it's well, a good, and I good think, story to tell i think too the people that are watching these shows are not just people like you and i matt who are lifelong hunters and outdoorsmen I think it's a lot of people who are just infatuated with the life that these people are living that would be more like Ben was two or three years ago. Just absolute city folks looking at a screen at these people and saying, holy shit, look what they do. Yeah. Honey, come look at this. This is insane. Yeah. These guys are shooting alligators or whatever. They're hunting like this guy kills his own food and makes gardens. So, and I think, and that's the thing. And I mean, that's, that's what Ben is. And so essentially what we're going to do is we're going to take a person, Ben, who is just like the people watching these shows, and we're going to help him fast track into becoming an outdoorsman. Uh, Matt and I are obviously waterfowl hunters at heart, and I mean, we do hunt other things, but we've got an incredible network of friends that are extremely good at basically all sorts, yeah. every aspect of the outdoors, I mean, from... Ice fishing, regular fishing, deer hunting, trapping, moose hunting, like bear hunting. Bear hunting. I mean, I mean, we've got. If if Matt and I don't know it, I mean, we know someone that is basically an expert 
in this and we're going to fast track Ben into becoming an outdoorsman and just show him that it's not just about killing. It's not just about going out and shooting animals. It's an entire life. It, it, it is your life. It becomes your life. And we're going to capture that on video for people to just see what it looks like. Yeah, I think most I think most guys would agree. Like if we're talking about any type of hunting, like if somebody said to me, hey, you don't have to go out this morning and shoot those five geese i'll get i'll just give you five like that's you know that's that's a small portion of it that yeah. means for us that it's over yeah you know we we want to be out there actively pursuing game at the end of the day if we're lucky enough to take some like then we have that meal for the table yeah you know but it's not just about rolling up beside them on the side of the road and shooting them out of the ditch it's no. you know it, there's there's so much more to it than that that most people have never been exposed to everybody's yeah. got kind of a perceived notion i mean look disney everything right from when you were a kid tells you what you should know about about hunting mm -hmm. right i mean from when you're small it's you know guns hunting it's not a not something that's that's highly promoted yeah um but there's so much more to it and i mean you're just kind of getting rolling. You have a lot of interest in it. And soon enough, I mean, you'll understand why this is a way of life. For some people, mm -hmm. it's just a hobby, something they do a couple times a year. But definitely yeah. for people like us, it's it's a way of life, you know. Yeah. And you never stop thinking about it. And you'll get, to see, you'll get to see all the mistakes made and just the thought processes and how you might have thought one thing at the beginning and how your thoughts and stuff have changed on everything and it's just going to be really neat i don't i can't personally think of any show that's ever captured this a guy that's gone from literally a granola eating hipster city slicker to becoming an, a, an outdoorsman fully and we're always and, learning too everybody yeah, oh yeah. everybody's like we 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 don't know it all and and the people no. that we're gonna go with for other things don't either i mean i think that an important part of this is that we're all out here to always be more efficient and do better mm. and enjoy ourselves more and, and learn. And you're never nature. Nature is going to be a lifelong teacher. It's always throwing curveballs. Always. All the time. Yeah. There's you always never something. ever stop learning. Yeah. That's one of the great things about it. Yeah. So along with you there, you know, we're definitely our eyes are, you know, if you're going to be a good outdoorsman, are always open. What's nice about it too is that it's reality TV without actually being reality TV. Mm -hmm. I think reality TV in the last few years or five or ten years has gotten such a bad rep to being lame and fake. Yeah. And this is something. Yeah. Def oh, entirely. The camera shaking and oh, what's happening here? And like, you shouldn't shouldn't have to be like that, right? There, you know. Although there's going to be some drama, I'm sure, with our shows. Our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's it's something that. Uh, I didn't want to fake it. And there will be things that you don't see because in, inevitably something's going to get cut. Either it's boring or it's something mm -hmm. that happened that we, okay, we can't show that because of our partners or whatnot. But it is something that I want to be able to show my process, show why I want to do this. And it's something mm -hmm. that where people can do this to show that it's not just something that these guys, because of where we live or because of what I do or my connections, that I can do it. But in reality, anybody can do this. If you want to, you can yeah. go out and you can learn how to hunt from somebody whether you're paying an outfitter yeah. or you've got a buddy to do it and that's the thing i think a, a lot of people like that are going to learn that us lifelong outdoorsmen and hunters are 
are really approachable people. Like you can go to your local bow club or gun club and just say, hey, I am a granola eating hipster from the city and I want to learn how to be an outdoorsman. Yeah, I've never done this before. I've literally never I, I done wanna, anything. I, I, I would, I'm interested in getting into this. I'd like to do it right. Yeah. And I mean, you'll you'll get people to help you out. It might not take you completely under their wing like we are, but yeah. I mean, you'll you'll definitely get help and you'll see that we're normal people, we're good people and we're not just complete savages. I would <laughs> I would like to ask though for maybe a little more advice because my first hunt, my very first hunt, we went rough grouse hunting, we went upland hunting, and I didn't realize that when you are within 10, 15 feet of a bird, I mean, I knew a shotgun blast would spread out, but it didn't spread out as far as I thought it would. And my first bird, the first thing that I ever killed, decimated it. See, I shot it center mass. And that's yeah. things that, I mean, I don't even think about that because it's been done for years, but it's stuff like that. It's going to be a good learning process for you and a I. A relearning process. Relearning, yeah. just being like... You know, make sure we that, never thought, okay, we got to tell this guy to shoot it in the head. <laughs> make sure that he knows. Because, I, I mean, when, when I was younger, my first bird was the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I'll never forget it. I was following it through the woods, and it jumped up on a limb, and I was so nervous, like I could barely hold on to the gun. And I just went, center of mass. Make gotta, sure I get it. I got to make sure I get this thing. And it same thing, feathers everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh. My grandfather was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, so just point her up a little higher next time, chief. <laughs> Turn that into burger. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little bit to take off of that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, there's a reason why we're why we're nervous, why that adrenaline's running, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, things that come natural because we've done it so long. You're, you're just learning. Things that don't have a thought process anymore. For yeah. Us. <laughs> and I mean, the greatest thing about this is, too, like, nobody came out of the womb knowing how to do this. No. Somebody at some point took, I would say, 98% of people under their wing, you know. Yeah. I mean, trial uh, trial and error is, is a great learning tool. Yeah. But most, most times, somebody somewhere took the time to take you yeah. out and, and myself yeah. out, you know. Even simple things like the first waterfowl hunt we went on, when you first shot, I never even thought to tell you how to shoulder a shotgun and shoot. Oh, I was so, so excited. I, I, I think oh, I was yeah, shooting you, from the hip you pretty much. Like here, I, I wash it. I'm like, he just shot right from the hip. Yeah. <laughs> that was like Elmer Fudd style. I was like, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, as a teacher, I never even, it's something that I never even clued in. You know, I should have told him, get the gun up to your shoulder, get your cheek down on it and sight down the barrel. Yeah. And, and But I mean, you did after, after that. But the first shot, yeah, it was like basically right from your armpit, hip shot, like 15 feet in front of the ground. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I was like, friggin' right. But it's going to be fun. We got to put a lot of thought into what we're doing here to make sure we do teach him every single aspect because he's literally got zero experience, like none. Well, and when I guide here, like all my guys are hunters. Yeah. Yeah. When I guided out West, a common question that I would ask is number one, has everybody here hunted before? And Number Did two. anyone ever, ever admit to not being a hunter? All the time. Really? Yep. So, okay, Every group. No pride. I wasn't sure yep. if there'd be a prideful. Uh, oh, no, all the time. I want, and most times we're like, if, if they hadn't done it before, it was like, you know, I'm completely green. Like, tell me what to do. 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, first of all, here's how you shoulder your shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and we did. I mean, we we got it right. We 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 stepped in and and helped you out there. But you're definitely right. Like, even the most minute thing. This is why we're doing this, right? Yeah. Treat you like an apprentice for sure. And it's going to be really cool for this season too, because it's not just going to be waterfowl. It's not just going to be mm. big game hunting. We're going to try, uh, even now we've already gone on ice fish. Um, some of you might know Jason McLean, who we uh, went out to do a little bit of ice fishing with. Up in Miramichi. <laughs> and so it's it's going to be something for everybody so that we can really get out and learn the outdoors or so i can learn the outdoors and the experience of everything that new brunswick hey boog dog's ev- making his rounds everything that new brunswick really has to offer which is super unique in our um fauna here the animals that we have to be able to hunt and that uh dnr lets us bag and put in our freezers sometimes yeah, and Jason's a good, a fine example of a friend of ours that is, I mean, you could call him a professional fisherman. He's a, he's a great outdoorsman. <laughs> he's an yeah. incredible outdoorsman. Yeah. Lifelong outdoorsman. Yeah. Understands wild game, loves to fish. Yeah, and yeah, he's uh, he's one of our, basically one of our assets that can show you stuff that we don't do. Well, and, and more than that, too, like Jason isn't the only one. There's going to be so many other guys that we're going to go yeah. and meet with. And more than that, we've got a few sponsors for this year as well mm. to be able to do what we do uh, that have really been a huge help. I, I think of one, uh, Jenny, who's out of the States, her and her husband. Her husband's a uh, blacksmith, and they are sending us a few knives, Quiet cool. Forge. Um, they're sending us a few knives so that we thank can. Thank you, Quiet Forge. Yes, thank you. Really looking forward to the products, too. Like. I'm kind of a big knife guy. Oh, yeah. Huge knife guy. And the, even the pictures that I sent the guys that I was like, hey, do you like these? Is there anything tweaks? And they were like, no, 100%. These are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we're just so excited. Never never had a knife like that. You know, everything, any knife I ever had was just something mass produced, right? Yeah. Like nothing. Buck nothing. knife from Canadian, Canadian Tire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, something I found at the at a fair or something like that, you know. I mean, yeah. they've had good knives, but yeah. nothing that somebody built in a forge like that like that's that's pretty damn cool yeah very cool and of course we'll need shot as well so we've got kent cartridge on board oh yeah staff from kent cartridge canada kent's been a great partner for us super super supportive and not only to us to a lot of other people in this country so super thankful for for them for sure the great people been good to us awesome ammunition yeah and why the the big thing about ken is it's not like hey all we offer is steel yeah, you know everything. You know, steel, tungsten, bismuth, lead, yeah. all turkey shot. Yeah, yeah, they got you covered. Hold on, there's different types of shot. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> We're gonna have to have a master class after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean. It, it, Again, like we're super thankful for for people like that. Sitka gear. Yeah. Yeah. The first hunt that I actually got the gun out on was soaking wet. Like that was a massive field. There was a lot of geese there, but it was wet. It was a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, hundred percent monsoon tail end of it and if, if people have seen that video like half the footage wasn't even there because it, the screen was wet and it was humid and it was brutal. All, it was brutal but it was an amazing hunt yeah. and uh, i was just at that time in some canadian tire secondhand gear that was soaked and heavy by the end of it so having sitcom board this year is gonna be real nice yeah, yeah. what yeah. do you think so far i mean you've you've had some time to use it i man the um 
the pants especially and the under the what's a base layer called it's called the base the layer. base layer Just a base well layer, the yeah. base layer is something I'm, I'm not even i'm not the wearing core, them right now but my goodness they're they're unlike any other um undergarment that i've worn because whenever i i hate long johns i'm not a fan of long johns because they i'm a very hairy dude so they get matted and my it just hurts for me it to pulls, wear long yeah. underwear so these quilted base layer from Sitka is just, oh, I wear them on the regular because I'm out feeding my chickens or dealing with something else in the on uh, the homestead. So having that is just amazing. They're it's built not, for hairy, masculine men. It's, it's, <laughs> nice, it's nice to be able to be outside regardless of the conditions mm. and be warm yeah. and dry and comfortable and not bulked right up. Bulked yeah. right up. Like, that makes such a huge difference, especially... That's one if, of the biggest things for me. If you're like somebody that spends a lot of time or if you work yeah. outside you know like my job is outside you know all the time all year long so it, it's nice to have things like that that keep you know keeps you alive i want to be comfortable i want to be warm you know it just provides you tons of options i mean we talk about sick gear a lot, a lot. But, <laughs> but, but, but we're super passionate about it yeah. because i mean let's be honest we're we're not getting any younger when we were younger uh we didn't have any clothes like that. You know, no. I wish I wish we would have, but we now suffered. Yeah, you suffered and, and now again, like I say, like the for example, that hunt we went on that day, like man, if you if you didn't have Gore Tex that day, you were you were soaked, beyond yeah. soaked, you know. Well, and it's not stuff that's uh, hugely mass produced either. Whereas I find a lot of just outdoors gear in general is very boxy. Um, it's not stretchy in the right places where you need it to be. So the sickest stuff is really designed to be able to use and maneuver mm, and definitely. be comfortable where you need it to be comfortable. Yeah, you can definitely, I mean, you go on their website or anything like that, you can see the time and effort that they yeah. put into it. And the people that, that talk about certain garments are like, you can tell that they've put a lot of time mm -hmm. in. They were like, look, I spend this many days in the mountains. This is what I needed. Pants that I could put knee pads in so I didn't tear my knees all yeah. to pieces mm -hmm. when I'm this many miles up in away from civilization, right? Like just simple things, you know. I needed this puffer jacket so that I, I could pack it and it would be light. But I when I got it out, I could still stay warm, you know. And they just, yeah, it's just a lot of thought put into it. Yeah. And we've got Big Al decoys, silhouettes. Heck yeah, Big Al. Been on board with him for a long time too. Yeah, Great and he's fella. he's always yeah he's always been so good to us. Been a big supporter. Always shares our stuff, which we really appreciate. Mm. So we love you, Al. Got Thanks. some awesome skinny decoys. I'm yep. gonna have to go out on a in a layout blind, aren't I? Just to earn my yeah. stripes, because I've been spoiled with your blinds, Matt. And yeah, <laughs> even there's one I sent you on what on Instagram the other day of just a trailer that's all decked out. You just pull it up, hop inside, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that'd make things so much easier. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'll have to use the burlap sack, lay with some corn over top of me, yep. and just to try Heck it yeah. out and be miserable for a minute. Not. Nice wet day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll watch you from the comfort of my truck with the binoculars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, his products that were great because, I mean, you know, like Rowan and I were talking the other day, and, I mean, he's on the verge of turning 16, going to have a driver's mm -hmm. license, wow. probably going to have, you know, a little grubby little truck or a little beat-up car or something like that. And you take a guy like him that wants to be able to go out and hunt, like, he's not going to drag a trailer. You're not going to give him the new Tundra and 16-foot enclosed trailer that we're rigging? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> no, he's going to have to struggle. Yeah, it's as, good to struggle. As he, as he should. And uh, he's like, you know, if I had a little car, 
I could put a lot of those big owls in the trunk. Like I could, I could log like Man, twenty put, dozen decoys in, in a car, and I'm like, yeah, put a bunch you, of decoys in the you, car. You could, and like a dozen full bodies, just to have yeah. a nice little spread. Small, there. small blind. Yeah. Hey, away you go, man. Yeah, yeah. And, I didn't and have doing it on your own is super cool. Like it's just yeah. The first time for him to go out and do that in his car with some silhouette decoys and maybe a few full bodies and a yeah. layout, like yeah. That's going to be a great moment for him. And the, the silhouette industry is really kind of blown up. And, and I mm. I actually do think that it's probably helped get a lot of young people into yeah. it because they can actually get a decent spread and, and jump into a line fence somewheres yeah. and, or a hedgerow and, and away you go. So Big yeah. spread and quite affordable. He's got a lot of stuff and, and we really, we always have really appreciated Al. He's been a good, yeah. su- good supporter of us. So And if anyone else out there is looking to sponsor us we are we're open yeah we're still taking offers still taking offers i mean we've got the show won't be out until next year so we'll be filming all this year but maybe shoot us a email at northeastuntamed at gmail.com if you're interested because it's about to take off because it's going to take off want to get in early yeah get in early yeah we're really excited about everything or i'm excited i don't know what you guys have in store for me for everything but i think it's excited man it's Mm going to be so cool even just the first filming outing that we went on the ice fishing stuff was so much fun to be able to have that experience i mean pull that what was it what i pull from the ice i what i the burbot i thought it was a salmon was it or was that the other one? Anyway, we, I, we caught lots of fish, different fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Regardless, it was a lot of fun. Just yeah. have to, to tune in and watch to see. Yeah. Oh, but it's going to be a good season. Hopefully we'll get some tags for some other big game animals and stuff. And I'd be, like to see, I hope we get a turkey tag. Yeah. Because that's coming right up. turkey license? What's that? Have you applied for your turkey license? It doesn't, not it's not open yet. Yeah, it is. I is thought it? it wasn't open until yeah. April 1st. the 15th for applying. Oh, okay. I thought it didn't open April. I thought it yeah. was the month of April and then we started. I think it maybe even it's open the 13th. You could apply for a turkey. I did not know that. We'll fill you in after where to apply. Because I know, I think our zones have 100 or more tags. Yeah, we've got tags in both, both zones. Yeah. yeah, these two zones right here, 10 and 15, are, are the... Because there's turkeys everywhere. You see them everywhere you drive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it looks like it'd be so easy to do. Yeah. It humbles a lot of people. Yeah. The first the first year or two, I, I've said this before it started, I'm like, first year or two, people are just going to walk out into a field and probably get lucky and shoot one. Yeah. But it's not going to be long. You're going to figure it out that they all don't come running like they do on TV. Like, so they're such, they're such majestic animals. I find they, they're in my backyard a bit because I live pretty deep in the woods. And whenever I see them take it, like there's something you think you could run up to and just grab because they're so big and they look stupid, but then they take off and they're flying above the tree line. I'm like, what? Take off and fly like a crow. Yeah. And, and would rather run. Yeah. And you can see why, because they're so damn fast. Like they can really motor. Good thing they don't have teeth. (laughs) Yeah. So that's open ups. Yeah. Get your applications in. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to see one of us get a tag. Probably won't be me because I got mine last year and had a hell of a time. Like I've hunted turkeys in Connecticut and in Ontario and uh, probably the most fun I ever had was here because I got to spend a week. Just trying to figure it out. Doing it. And it was so much fun. You know, It's, it's, it's it's a big time challenge. I'm definitely hooked. It's like a mix between big game hunting and waterfowl hunting yeah you get to be active with the animal yeah you get to call it and call it in and stuff because that's what i 
hate about big game. A lot of the time, I mean, sometimes the calling works and doesn't work, but it's basically a lot of sitting. Yeah. Just being in the right spot sitting at the right them, time. Sitting and waiting. But turkeys, I mean, you're you're running and gunning, going after them, calling them. And Spring will be interesting them. for you with bear and, yeah. you know, so much to learn with that. I mean, hey, look, we have, you know, years ago they said we had 16,000 black bears, which was, they figured one one bear for every two square miles. Mm. And uh, I don't know what the populations are now, but I can't imagine that it's less than that by any means. I know that I see more bears than deer now. Oh, definitely. And, you know, like we can bait, we can bait here. Um, And I mean, you could put a bait in the woods damn near anywhere and get bears coming. Mm -hmm. But if you want to shoot a trophy bear. Big mature one. Or a big mature, yeah, which is a big mature boar you got to be in the right spot you know hey yeah. sure like during the rut could you just kind of stumble across one in the right spot probably but there's definitely an act to it you don't see a ton of huge mature bears being shot not that they're not here because they are mm. but they're hard to judge you know very which is very hard to judge which is something that takes a you know it's not just like oh this is what you look for if it's got you know 20 points you're good to go yeah you know like it's, yeah it's not an obvious thing to see most like I'm, I'm an outfitter i guide bear hunters in the spring and i mean it's always the same thing geez he looked a lot bigger geez i thought he was bigger yeah when he came into that barrel yeah. i thought he was twice the size of yeah. that and they get ground shrinkage real yeah. bad right people get wound <laughs> and up these are seasoned hunters maybe not bear hunters but i mean i guide basically all like avid avid hunters and well seasoned and i mean they even struggle they struggle to judge them it's hard they are hard to judge it takes it takes time it's it's, you're just looking at a blob yeah like especially looking down from a tree stand they look way bigger than they really are yeah but and you'll get to see the rat race that is uh outfitting for bear hunters i get a full i'm fully booked this spring so be a lot of craziness going on there that'll be fun well yeah you'll get it all the way around yeah You'll get it in the spring, and then you'll take a couple months, and then you'll see it again in the fall. Yep. <laughs> with waterfowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, waterfowl is going to be wild. I'm hoping that we're going to have a new baby in the spring here, so I'm hoping that I can get out as much as I can, especially in the fall, and uh, it's going to be interesting to be waking up that early. I'm not a morning guy, so waking up last year when we were going hunting, I was just like, are you serious? This yeah. early? Yeah, and it's going to be every day. Every day. Because where Wes does the, where Wes does the bear, I do waterfowl in the fall. Mm-hmm. and we run hard for mm-hmm. five weeks straight and by the end of it you know <laughs> yeah you're wore down you're done for, like, you're, you're done yeah i'll be starting here in another month i'll be more or less it'll be three months a lot of long days mm-hmm. it'll be three months of seven days a week and a pretty physical job too like hanging stands and dragging bait and just it's 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 physical job when you're doing it seven days a week. Well, and you do trad bows too, so and that's I, even yeah, harder I than guide gun. Basically, all traditional bow hunters. Do. How many weeks do you guide? How many weeks? I've do you got bow? five weeks total. Five weeks, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's enough. Oh, it's plenty, that's, man. That's, and I mean, I'm a one man show. I mean, yeah. I've obviously got guides hired, but I mean, I'm the cook, the manager, the head guide, all that crap. Like, yeah, for now. Oh yeah, you got to You got to have, <laughs> you know. and you know. Do you just have one guide? I've got one guide for each week, but I got a couple guys I'm hiring though. Yeah. Yeah. You need help. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. You can't do it all yourself. No, definitely not. It just, it's, well, there's just more than one person can do basically, but 
Yeah. You'll see. It's a lot of fun. To do it proper. There's some sure. chances at crazy interactions. Like, I mean, we had some wild times last year. That's something I've never been even close to either. Like a few deer, of course, you see them in the yard and stuff. But bear, you can drive by them a little bit. But I have never seen uh, or been really up close to a we black can bear. Get close. <laughs> the thing about it is with bear is is uh, like there's so many of them here. Yeah. yeah. And you think to yourself, if there's that many bears, and you know there is, because especially when you run as many baits as he does, you know they're there. But where do they go in the wintertime? Mm. Like, where are they the rest of the time? Why don't we see them more? Yeah. You know? Like, where do they hide? Where are the dens? And, like, like. their biology is unbelievable. Mm. Like, when you start to, to break them down as a, as a creature, like, I'm just going to... I mean, there's other things that hibernate, but when you think about sows going in the den, you know, having cubs in the den in the middle of winter, you know, they haven't eaten, they're not drinking, like, you know. Yeah. And you'll see, like... Bigger bears, especially when they come in, they every step is accounted for. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is, we're not just rambling through the woods, snapping branches, and you know yeah. they come in, and when they set that pad down, like you know, it's no wonder you can't. You'll just be sitting there, and all of a sudden, it's like, geez, I've been sitting here for two hours, and all of a sudden, how did that thing get here? Yeah, like and next just, thing you know, it's ten yards in front of you. Yep, just quiet as a mouse. They're so majestic too. I find bears are a beautiful animal. Whereas oh. you get something like a, a moose that just lumbers along. They're just big, stupid, or perceivably stupid. I don't know if they're actually stupid, but they're massive animals that just lumber through the forest. Yeah. yeah. Well, everything you know, everything has a kind of a will will to live and knows that at some point, like a black bear, really other than other bears, we're their only predator. But even still, when they come into those places, like they know that they're putting themselves in a vulnerable Mm -hmm. position because there's other bears there that may want to fight them. And I mean... And when that gets fun is when they don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, I mean, obviously bears, like 99.9% of the time, you're 100% safe. Like, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, they'll just... And they'll take off, run, and get out of there. But there is a pretty good chance in spring when food sources are low, competition is high, you get a lot of them that will stand their ground. And, I mean, never never been attacked in a lot in all my years of doing it. But, I mean, there's some certainly hair-raising experiences Mm. where they just, you know what, I'm bigger and badder than you. And I'm I'm a bear. And I'm hungry. I'm going to bluff charge you. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, I mean, a bear is still uh, very able to kill you, yeah. <laughs> like easily. Definitely. Although I don't think there's ever been anybody attacked here. And not, I don't think there's ever been of, a no. recorded attack. But but that doesn't mean that you you don't treat them with the respect that that you should. But mm-hmm. like anybody that that baits a lot of bear, or runs a lot of stands, like eventually you're going to come in contact with a mother with cubs and yeah. Like, everybody has a perceived notion. Like, if you get in, in between a mother and her cubs, she'll attack you right away. And, I mean... We, I, I had several run-ins yeah. with sows and cubs last year. I mean, me, it, it me all too, worked out. But. And, I mean, it's not something that you want to look to do. I mean, you could see that mm. she would be upset about that. But, you know, generally, they don't go out looking for a fight. Like, are they mm. capable? Yeah, but but they they just want to come there have a have a snack and then go and not be bothered they just want to be left in peace yeah they're not roaming around the woods looking for a human to kill or another bear to fight like you know in breeding season they can look to fight yeah (laughs) they might yeah there's competition then for sure but 
Yeah, that's a wild experience to see a couple boars going at it. Well, and then even speaking about how majestic they are and how calm that they can be, I think a lot of people, when they have a misconception about hunters, is that we are just bloodthirsty trying to go out and kill something, where the oh, reality yeah. is we want the meat. Yeah. We'll oh, actually yeah. be feeding our families off of these animals. And and we, we would, I mean, how, how many stands do you run? 30? Yeah. Okay, so if you're running 30 stands, and we'll say there's 5 to 10 bears on every one or more on some, like... You're not shooting a bear yeah. off of every one of those. No. You know? Well, especially with traditional archery, I mean, your kill percentage is extremely low because you're trying to get extremely close. Yeah. They're not dumb. You're trying to get extremely close, and you're shooting with a friggin' trad bow. There's no sights. So your misses or shot opportunities are, are a lot less. So, yeah, the kill percentage is really low. Compared, compared to a gun, you can sit 100 yards away and... I mean, I personally just wouldn't bother hunting with a gun. It's just too easy. <laughs> but the the thing the the thing about it is, though, when you when you get an opportunity to get in the woods in that situation, and the mosquitoes are terrible. I mean, we have thermocells now, but it didn't used to be that mm. way. Like you didn't have a thermocell. You had to, you know, there were several different things that we would try to do to keep the bugs away. But just to be in the woods that time of year when it's not normally a time of year that you'd be in there like it's just spring like you might be out fishing or something but you're not spending a ton of time in the woods it's awesome the birds are mm-hmm. singing there you see all kinds of critters and stuff that everything's you, on the move yeah everything's on the move it's not stuff that you would normally see yeah. and again like the first time you see a bear come in like you're going to watch a lot more bears than you're going to oh, shoot, shoot in your life and i mean just to see them come in and be like holy shit like as much as i'm surrounded by these mm. i never see them and to sit yeah. there and just watch them do their thing and other bears come and interact yeah. it's it's and to see so them up, awesome. up that close like my stands are no more than 15 yards yeah they're wow. five to 15 yards from a bear and i mean a lot of times they'll come and check you out they'll be at the base of your trees just sniffing yeah. yeah they know you're sniffing. there yeah I, i'm, I'm oh they definitely do i they circle me all the time when you go into bait yeah there'll be one on the bait and you'll just see it kind of circling around waiting for you to feed them and leave basically like well that goes back to um not just hunter safety but just wood safety in general that something should be taught in schools is that we should know how to do that Mm -hmm. that especially given where we live we should know how to take care of ourselves i mean if you're hunting or if you're uh, hiking i mean those animals are going to be out there you get charged by a moose you get charged yeah. by a bear yeah you get uh, and that's definitely like your first aid all, all of that stuff yeah. you should you should and yeah yeah we we should one of the most exciting things that. to do is to sneak into a bear bait <laughs> yeah sneak in quietly because because they do with have no fire gun for, yeah no you don't no bait with a gun yeah we don't carry guns and we bait just too much to log. You be a man, Ben. Yeah. But you sneak in on a bear and then you see it at 10 yards and you're just walking in. I mean, you're within the fight or flight yeah. range there. And it's yeah. for both of you. Oh, man. And when they're on the ground, like, number one, there's no way you'd ever run away. Yeah. Zero no, to 60. They got four studded tires. Like, yeah. you're not getting away from them. No. And, uh, but, you're not going to fight it up. Right. And they don't have the best vision. So, like, when you come in, especially if you have the wind right and you sneak in and there's one there, and it's like, okay, I see a bear. He doesn't see me. He can't smell me. Hmm. And then sometimes it's like if you move ahead or they can almost sense you're there and they kind of 
lock they their eyes on you. Look at you. And then they're like, uh-oh, <laughs> that wasn't here. Yeah. And then they just kind of uh, see what's behind yeah. them. Yeah. Down yeah. through the woods, like man, stand. And you every don't know if up. they're gonna run towards you or away from you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because they do. They'll stand there and they'll just look, they'll turn, just like you said. They'll look at you and just stand there and process what's going on, and then just. It's exciting. Yeah. I love that. Bear. Even spikes my adrenaline just thinking about. I it. I love bear hunting, oh, yeah. man. It's I just fun. love being around them, you know. Because in the fall, like most of the time, we're waterfowl hunting. Yeah. You know. Like, you spend a lot more time in the woods in the fall than I do because you're doing the upland thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, spring's a, a, a wicked time yeah. to be in the woods. And then, of course, throughout summer, all kinds of fishing, dog training, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, we've got, for fishing, I mean, we've got experts in everything. Trout, salmon, muskies, Stripe bass, bass, stripers, yeah. like, you name it, man. We've got guys that are some of the best in the province at, at that my wife outfished me last year, so I have a reputation to... Well, that'll be a goal. We'll see if you can make well, you a better fisherman than your wife. Whatever brings the meat home. <laughs> yeah, whatever you got to do, yeah. But it's it's good. It's going to be exciting. You know, there's so much for for you to experience and learn at a ground level. Mm. And uh, again... You know, there's, there's also the potential of a moose license. We're all going to apply for a moose tag. And yeah. I think we've got friends that are keen on having us go too. So if we can collectively mm-hmm. find a moose tag, I think it'd be really cool. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. Moose man. hunting's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big adrenaline yeah. rush too. Super fun. Yeah. Especially if you get like a good experience where you've got one that's actively calling to you. you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. If, if you're, if you're out and you're hunting and you, and you come across one and then, Hey, you get to shoot it. That, it's a meat hunt that, for sure. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's great. But man, yeah. once you get one to answer you and they're coming yeah. through the woods and man, Ooh. yeah, it's, Raking. it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, and I mean, like at this point, you know, we've done a lot of this stuff. We have the gear. Like we have a lot of the know-how, we're always still learning. Don't get and if me wrong. we if we don't have the know-how, we we have people. We have that people do. that do. But yeah. that being said, having all all your ducks in the in a row, like even still, as we may or may not have already seen, things don't always go as yeah. planned, mm-hmm. right? And then you have to adapt, right? Yeah. In a hurry, things gotta happen. So. And then we start to transition into seeing what you like to do and what you want to pursue for like season two. And how you progress as becoming an outdoorsman. Yeah. What yeah. you've learned. and Well, there's no way to learn it all in one year. And no. I, I, I mean, Matt and I don't know everything. Well, no. and I think that's why you've also kind of specialized, too, is that you each found the thing that you enjoy the most. And yeah. that way you can do that more because yeah. then you have ample opportunity for it. That's why you go so hard in um, waterfowl season. That's why you go so hard to bear, Wes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm excited to experience is like, okay, what do I like? Do I like deer? Yeah. Do I like turkey? Do I like waterfowl? And then trying them all out. Yeah, and it's not even like for me that I grew up doing a whole lot of that. It's just, yeah, it's what I loved. Yeah, It's all I ever knew, all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. You know, like my grandfather was never a waterfowl hunter, ever. He always hunted big game, big fisherman. He'd be like Jason. I think if he yeah. had to choose, I think if you would have asked him, he'd have been a fisherman. You know, he lived right on the lakes, mm-hmm. like guided down there for years you know, you'll have something that stands out to you and it might be a seasonal thing, but you'll definitely have 
probably one thing that's hey yeah. if i had to drop the hat and say this is all i'm gonna do this this is gonna be my yeah. and, ride or die but that's a good thing about new brunswick i mean i i like waterfowl is my first favorite obviously but i also like to go upland hunt with my dog in the afternoon moose hunting is wicked i love to moose hunt i've hunted moose every year since 2015 bear hunting in the spring turkey hunting in the spring like and it's all got a, it's all got a different uh atmosphere too you know it's one thing's one thing's for sure in our everyday life is is now we don't gather as people all that often but we don't gather as men either mm, yeah. all that often as much as we should and uh we definitely notice that in our own group oh you, for sure you know what i mean so going out and doing this stuff it, it's good yeah it, it's good for you and that and yeah i mean besides the hunting and the fishing i mean there's a crap ton of just bushcraft outdoors yeah just things for being an outdoorsman how to run a compass take a bearing and all that crap like, like just so much how to stuff. not get lost in the woods how to not get lost what to take with you how to, how to survive when you do get lost yeah how to build fires and just and keep I mean, yourself out of trouble i mean i've been in a lot of trouble in the woods yeah and that brings up a really good point it's like we never generally around here leave the house expecting the worst Hmm. like if you were heading up into the mountains maybe you would but there's so many things that can go wrong when you're out doing this that a lot of times people just aren't prepared for yeah. taking their tesla out to the woods and <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 running out of battery yeah bring a honda generator, a honda generator. <laughs> yeah jug of gas yeah. you're gonna well and like you say it's never something you you don't prepare to get in trouble yeah but it's always good to be prepared like we said about the sitka gear is being able to be warm and dry and being able to have those um experiences such that you can be prepared knowledgeable of what could go wrong and being ready for it and who doesn't mm-hmm. want to be more able oh absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think that men used to be more able oh, than, than we are now. Our, our, our lifestyle yeah. as, as a society in general is easy. We don't have it tough anymore. No, we don't we're, even we're, know what tough we're, is, we're, honestly. We're soft. Yeah. You know? we're, we're super, we don't have to do anything to get what we want, you know. We, yeah, we're in the... We don't struggle. We're in the good times create good, good... Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Yeah. We're, we're there. Weak yeah. men create hard times. Weak, yeah. weak men create hard times. It's all a revolution. Yeah, you know? and we are in that cycle right now of weak men, I feel. Yeah. A lot of them. Definitely. You don't have to... We just don't struggle on a daily basis. No, we don't. You know? We've got it made. Yeah. Yes. Easy. 100%. Super easy. Yeah. That's why I'm excited to be able to share more of this experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because it's something that I think, like we've said, more and more people, especially men, are getting very curious about it. I mean, there are women that get into it and do really love it and do really well, but I think specifically there's a lot of men that have felt the call and felt that they want to try these outdoors activities, whether it's just hiking, being an outdoorsman, or whether it is getting into hunting. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I am very passionate about sharing with regards to farming now, and now getting into the hunting aspect of it, to be able to share that and that visceral experience. I think that's something you spoke about, Matt, in your interview for the film, is that it's a visceral experience to be able to get out in the woods, whether you are hunting or not to be able to smell the outdoors and experience the sun and the sunrise sunset and just be out there one with nature and maybe taking one home with you. Yeah, definitely. As your life goes on as an outdoorsman, like for me personally, I mean, I have to be outside. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm 
even on an everyday work day, like I'm outside every single day, when we get home from work, we go out back for a snowshoe. Like every day, winter, summer, doesn't matter. We're mountain biking, camping, hiking, whatever. Like it just becomes something that you just have to do. Like you crave it and just, I don't know. Well, as an outdoorsman, I've said this a lot, like you go through seasons. Yeah. Like when you first start, when you're like Rowan's age, like it's all about limits. <laughs> He's out to kill. You know, yeah. You're, you're yeah. just, you just want to. We what, were, I mean, call, we've transitioned together through you, that phase. Crawl across the field of broken glass to get a bird. Yep. And I mean, that, you know, that experience being outside at that point in your life, because things are so easy and you're not, you know. You're not as busy. You don't have the responsibility that you do mm-hmm. when you get older. Like you go, th- you go through that part, and then as you get older, you realize that you know you're kind of morphed into a different season, like literally and figuratively. Well, like you're, you're want you want to do it, but it's it's not as much about hey, I hope we go out here, and if we're allowed to shoot thirty, we shoot thirty. Yeah. Like it's time with your buddies it's experiencing being outside it's just just the love for watching the sunrise because i I think we've as hunters we have grown to become better at what we're doing like rowan is i mean he's been around for a long time so he's got a good head start but he still needs to learn how to do it on his own right 100 percent. and that's the thing when you're starting out i mean that's kind of what your goal is okay like i'm a shitty hunter and want to become good and shoot limits and then i mean it's one thing you're absolutely right because i mean if you're involved in that like he's been i was thinking of this the other day i'm like the kid has literally been involved in it since he was in a car seat a little fart yeah like you know months old never missed a season yeah and that's the thing and i mean weeks old weeks old even you know we had him out there in the early season and i mean when you go with somebody and everything's kind of looked after you you know what happens but when you go out to do it on your own it's a completely different yeah. thing. And I mean, we, that's why I think I love all of this so much is because mm-hmm. it's not just, you'd be done with it if it was all, all about just shooting them. Oh yeah. Because we've done that. Yeah. I mean, obviously we still earn, we don't shoot limits every single time, but our abilities throughout the years to do so have gotten yeah better. And it's a lot easier to do that now. Because there's more to it and there has yeah. to be, there has to be more to it. Like, sure, you could go out and do things the same way every day, every time, and you're going to have success, but not the same success every time. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it great. At the end of the day, the playing field is, is level. I mean, they don't have to get, they don't have to fly off the roost and fly out to you. That bear doesn't have to wake up and go to your stand. You know, maybe he's in the rut and he walks by a field and somebody gets him out of a field. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many variables you yeah know. yeah Absolutely. and that's the thing that you learn in becoming a seasoned hunter you just learn how to do it and figure out the variables and and then it just becomes about the the experience in its entirety and the the good times with good people like-minded people and that's what i'm all about i just like having fun <laughs> well and it's funny you mentioned the maturity aspect of it and i think it's something that i'm even still waiting through that experience despite being i mean i'll be 30 this year and despite being as old as i am now i still have that desire to go out and do it and i'm still get excited i mean when i see a friggin squirrel in my chicken feed i'm like honey get the pellet gun like i, yeah. I still want like i have that desire because it yeah. was something that i never did as a kid i wasn't picking yeah. off squirrels well, you have or to learn how to hunt it right yeah like i mean it's not just going to sit there and let you do it yeah. right so there is 
And that's the thing. I mean, I, I hunted squirrels when I was a kid. And I mean, man, I built valuable hunting skills, just hunting squirrels, learning where they were, what they did, how close you could get before it would take off. And just like, and I mean, that's where it started. And I mean, we, we're, we're predators. Mm-hmm. We are. I mean, if you don't hunt, that's fine. But if you eat meat, like there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And like I said in my interview, like we are so far removed from our food. You know, <laughs> we're far removed from reality. Oh, we are yeah. so far <laughs> removed from our food. We could talk about that forever. <laughs> so, so when you when you have a garden, and at, where at one point it was like, okay, this, I mean, this is our this is our pig that we raised, and and the these vegetables are out of the garden. Now that's like a virtuous thing. Yeah. Like if you've mm-hmm. got a steak from from the beef that you raised and you've got potatoes from your garden and you know your greens and you lay that on your plate it's like man all this stuff's i i did all of this that's like damn near unheard of for a lot of people nowadays and i mean at one point not even that long ago that was just the way that it was was you didn't run to the grocery store to get stuff for supper like you you know you you did it yeah no one thought anything of it well and culturally around the world a lot of people still do that i mean in europe it's very important to them they go to the market every single day to get fresh fruit and vegetables whereas we'll do a grocery shop maybe once a week right bi-weekly yeah and it's something that like you said wes we've got such a disconnect from us and our food whether it's raised or hunted we just don't want to experience i think in large part some people do but in large part we just don't know where our food comes from and it's Mm -hmm. even something i was uh, on a job this week talking to some old beef farmers i mean collectively i think in the room had hundreds of years of experience beef farming and they were saying that years ago they used to be able to sell it to sobeys or superstore or the co-op but now it's coming from somewhere else the local producers aren't getting that uh extra money they're not able to just raise it here in your backyard you know you're producer and then send it off to the store it is something that you now as a as a consumer have to go direct to your farm or your farmer and know somebody and there's a transition happening now where a lot of people are wanting that they're wanting to know where their food really comes from because i think they're noticing a quality difference health Def- benefits definitely yeah. and it, and, it's, and it's because the need is higher like less people would have been going to the grocery store for that yeah because they did a lot of that themselves but now the need is higher because less people are raising beef on their own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the cost of food is outrageous and, right now. And, and, yeah. and, and I mean, our grocery bill budget is like crazy. You know, I mean, the, the price of things has gone through the it's roof. Insane. Yeah. You know, to eat hard. healthy is to, to, yeah. insanely. To, to, ra- to raise a family nowadays yeah. is a lot of money, you know, yeah. way more than what it should be. It's only getting worse. Yeah. So, you know, Having essential skills like that, being able to to grow your own garden, you know, get your own animals in the fall or raise your own animals. A lot to be Just said be for that. be self-reliant. Yeah, be self-reliant. There's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Well, and going back to the community aspect of things, like being able to, you can't raise at all. You can't grow all of your own food. You've got a full-time job. You've got to pay for things. Yeah. But if you have a neighbor that'll raise the beef or you have a another neighbor who's going to grow a garden, so you can all sort of have your specialty on your chickens and your mm-hmm. beef. And like yeah. years ago, we had the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. We need to really go back to that, whereas capitalism has gone. We don't have that anymore. We've got Walmart. 
and we've got our super stores. And if we went back to, oh, I, Dave, he's able to raise and butcher a cow for me. Perfect. Yeah. I'll go to him. Or somebody else has uh, onions or, and their eggs or yeah. whatever. We're yeah. able to go to that. And I, there's still a few of those producers around. But in large part, our communities are so isolated and we're so isolated that we don't share that communal aspect of it. And that's what's fun about hunting is that you get to go out and you get to have that visceral experience with other men and other people that really enjoy that lifestyle and that self sufficiency and be able to do better for both you and your family definitely yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah well gentlemen do we have anything else we need to add or we covered the bases basically i mean check out the northeast untamed facebook and instagram page i don't think we've posted anything yet no. um we will be i think most of it will sort of be sharing on the waterfowl east page and then my homegrown show page as well uh and that way we'll be able to get more and more out so that we can share more but if you're interested in becoming a sponsor reach out uh to us either send us an email or a message on social media because it's something we are happy to promote people who are, love the lifestyle as well and if you have any suggestions of things that we can do we're still we have some plans but we're really excited to go out this year i'm excited to learn some new things and try some things out that i've never done before so yeah if you are keen if you are interested hit us up because uh, we're mm. pretty pumped and i'm excited just to see just to see this becoming an outdoors man <laughs> like i've never seen it i grew up with it so it's because it's normal definitely mentored like lots of youth but never yeah. like a this. full-grown adult. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. Start, start to start to finish. Well, and the good. youth that we mentor all typically come from hunting homes, and they're already got a good start. I mean, for someone as green as you are, and as an adult to be able to become an outdoors person, it's just it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a a learning curve for us, Matt. Just simple things we don't even think about already. <laughs> already, <Yeah. laughs> I can think of things we've already. Yeah. But it's gonna Nothing. be it's it's gonna be great. Very different show, and uh, yeah, you know, with Ben's background, you know, the quality of what we've done already is pretty. Very different. Very marketable. Very, it's gonna be very, very neat and very well, very well thought out. So yeah. it's definitely gonna be worthwhile watching. We appreciate everybody's yeah. support. As an outdoorsman, sure. you're gonna want to see it because it's just gonna be neat to see someone. Like, you'll get to laugh at me lots because yeah, i'm an lot. absolute fool yeah he's a noob and he is a noob guy <laughs> like on. i mean noob <laughs> green <laughs> yeah and yeah it'll be it'll be fun looking forward to it so yeah definitely like ben said follow our pages follow our pages spread the word share our page yeah share our stuff i mean need all the support we can get it's no secret that this needs to do well to succeed and uh, i mean that's not gonna happen unless we get lots of people watching and I think we we have a Facebook group as well. So if you are on Facebook and you want to join the group, mm -hmm. uh, we want to share in other people's success because it's not just about mm -hmm. us to, to see any of your hunts or outdoor experiences. You can share them there. So it'll be a communal aspect to it yeah. as opposed to just me or us going out and uh, sharing everything that we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Boys, it's been a good talk. Hell yeah. We'll keep everybody updated and maybe start getting some a little bit of content out there, some snippets, uh, teasers and things like that. and. Away we go. Go from there. Thanks for listening. Later.